One of the fascinating things that happened in our province um, is, and an ongoing debate is the um, assertion from the Ford government that they are going to take some pieces of the um, Greenbelt and turn it into development and build 50,000 homes. They are adding to the Greenbelt in other places. There is an issue the Ford government has to deal with, and that is there's at least one developer who appears, on paper at least, to have suddenly decided to buy what was undevelopable land, and now, ta-da, it's developable land. That's causing a problem for Ford, I believe. And joining me on this now, Ontario Green Party leader, Mike Schreiner. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. It looks bad, but it has to be proven in order to be anything other than a political issue, say, at election time. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, Jerry. I mean, the fact that of the 15 parcels of land that the Ford government's open for development in the Greenbelt, over half of them, eight of them, have been purchased since uh, Doug Ford was elected in 2018. One of them, a developer spent around $80 million uh, buying land, that, and the deal just closed a couple months ago in September. And why would you be spending this kind of money on land that's supposed to be protected forever if you didn't think you were going to be able to cash in on it and by it becoming developable land, they're going to turn millions into billions. And so on Monday, I um, signed an affidavit and sent a request to the integrity commissioner to investigate uh, whether or not Premier Ford and Minister Clark uh, violated sections two and three of the Members Integrity Act, which essentially says, you know, hey, are you making uh, in section two a decision that advances the private interests of an individual rather than the public interest? And in section three, have you provided uh, insider information to an individual to advance their private interests? And I think we need to clear the air on this. I think the people of Ontario look at this and say, something is suspicious, it looks a bit shady, and the integrity commissioner is the appropriate person to do such an investigation, in my opinion. Okay, um, I, I don't disagree with you there. Merritt Stiles, who's an NDP MPP and would-be leader of the NDP, was on the show a little over an hour ago and said very similar things. And I, I don't think anybody should disagree with that. It needs to be looked into. Um, I don't know what's going to come out of that, but it doesn't look good for the Ford government in that regard. I would argue with you, though, Mike Schreiner, when you say that the land in the Greenbelt was not to be changed forever. That was never the case. I mean, even the liberals who put it in place made changes to it, and, and development happened as they went along. Well, it is true. The previous government did make adjustments to the Greenbelt, and I certainly opposed uh, when they did that. And and I'm opposing the Ford government open the Greenbelt for development. And Jerry, you know, part of it's a fairness issue, too. I've talked to developers who have said, you know what? We've played by the rules. We've bought land outside of the Greenbelt that we want to develop. Why is one of my competitors now being able to buy land at a, at a lower price and suddenly, magically, it's now available for development? That puts me at a competitive disadvantage. Uh, so you know what? People in Ontario love the Greenbelt. That land is protected for a reason. It's the farmland that feeds us. It's the wetlands and the nature that protects us from extreme weather events. It's the place. Okay, but wait a minute. Come on, Mike. Our family, Mike. 
Protected, protected. You're being hyperbolic. It's one third of one percent, and they're adding in more land. The green belt's actually going to grow under this thing. So while I I'm with you and Merritt Styles, the NDP and the Greens or whoever, that there needs to be an investigation into this thing with developers who just bought the land. I I don't have a problem with that, but I think that uh, that it it gets disingenuous when you start acting like the province is going to fall apart because a few acres change. Well, you know what, Jerry? Um, first of all, I think it you ha- the, the Housing Affordability Task Force that was handpicked by the government clearly stated less than a year ago that in order to address the housing crisis in Ontario, we do not need to open the Greenbelt for development. Developers are buying land that's already open for development within our existing urban boundaries to build the housing we need in the communities people want to live on. How do those developers feel when their competitors are able to go buy land that is supposed to be protected and now they're magically able to develop it? One, I don't think that's fair. And two, it's not needed. And the government's own housing affordability task force clearly stated that opening the green belt is not necessary to address the housing crisis. Okay. Well, it's interesting to hear the Green Party stick up for developers in the ma- manner that you just did. So, what did you think when the green belt was created by Dalton McGuinty and developers had land they had purchased in order to develop just literally taken away from them and told, sorry, you can't develop there. You don't make any money. Ha ha. Uh, was that okay? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, that land at that time was not um, approved for development. And so what the government did is they said this will not be able to be developed in the future. And those individuals who speculated on that land, yes, their land is now locked into the Greenbelt. One of the things you have to recognize that what this is going to do is it's going to put the affordability of farming at risk. One of the biggest challenges people face who want to go into farming and feed us and contribute to our economy is the cost of land makes it very difficult for farming to be profitable in this province. And once you protect that land, it takes the speculative bubble out of the land. When you take those protections away, it opens that land up to speculation. So I think this is a real threat to the profitability of the food and farming economy in Ontario, which contributes $50 billion to our GDP and employs over 800,000 people. Okay, but Brian Lilly went through each one of those pieces of property that are going to be changed if Ford goes forward with this thing and pointed out, I think, pretty effectively, it's not farmland in the first place. Well, the Dufferin um, Rouge Agricultural Preserve is the biggest chunk that's being open for development. That specialty cropland, which is some of the best uh, land in North America for growing food, some of the land in Niagara is tender fruit land. Uh, that is prime agricultural land. And yes, there are some parcels of land, like uh, Mr. Lilly pointed out, that are not suitable for for growing food. But there's also other benefits that Greenbelt provides. For example, flood risk is the biggest risk we face from extreme weather events. We need to protect green space in order to protect us from flooding. So there are other benefits to that land beyond farming, though absolutely protecting prime farmland is an important part of what the Greenbelt does. All right. So how do you feel about condos, condos, condos in the GTA? Tell the NIMBY people to shut up. It's condos, 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 because we can't touch the property outside uh, the GTA. 
Well, the Housing Affordability Task Force clearly showed that we have enough developable land within existing urban boundaries in the GTAHA to address the housing affordability crisis. If, if we build what kind of, if we build what kind of place? Jerry, I've put forward legislation that would allow, and this is supported by the Home Builders Association, OREA, and housing advocates across the political spectrum, that would allow um, fourplexes and four-story walk-up apartments within existing neighborhoods, and that would allow for mid-rise development, six to 11 stories along major roadways and transit corridors. One study out of um, Toronto Metropolitan University said that those types of changes alone would um, create 435,000 homes in Mississauga alone. We have solutions that don't require, you know, skyscraping tall condos or sprawl, which is very, very expensive to service. We, we can do it through gentle density and missing middle, as well as providing single family homes as well. And we don't need to pave onto the green belt to do that. The leader of the Green Party in Ontario, Mike Schreiner, thanks very much. Hey, thanks, Jerry. Anytime.